Are you ready? I think so. Nice. Nice. I don't know. It's like fucking Pache. Welcome back. Shit, son, we're back. Hello and welcome to Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex and I am, actually my name is Mrs. Bex now, and I am a big old stinking movie grouch. And here with me is everybody's favourite fanboy, it's Blake. Whoop, 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 indeed. This feels like it's been a hot minute. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. But we're officially calling this season two, so it's fine. Oh, are we? Or series two. Yeah, we have to. That's the Why? only way, because it's the only way you can get away with having such a long time not doing anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it, it's like it's planned. Okay. But I do think um, part of that, part of the reason as to why we've been away for so long is your fault, because you've, <laughs> you've had like operations and stuff. That's not why we've been offered since the fucking end of last year. No. Uh, we've we've splashed about all over social media why like what the hell has been going on yeah what has been going on um, we got married we got married I got a new job I had an operation you had an operation we had why an, am I repeating we everything had, we had an argument did we <laughs> yeah I guess you could call it an argument we enjoyed the summer a little bit yeah we did like the summer lovely. was good even mm. though it definitely got too hot and got everyone a bit moody um and we've just been yeah we've just been busy like life took over and that's it really isn't it it's the only um, way to describe it apologies for that our giant dog is in the room and he's just walked under the table and wobbled the table but he's having a great time you can tell by yeah, looking at he's really excited yeah he's like oh, Lele, mate. he's like chef's table isn't he yeah he when is. you go to a restaurant and Ooh, you can sit what date is it it's the date today uh the sixth yeah okay, cool why is that? Uh, Chef's Table starts tomorrow back oh, on God. Netflix, but it's a special just on pizza. What? Yeah, so they're doing like four episodes on different pizzas or five episodes just on pizza. I am suddenly very invested <laughs> in Chef's Table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're new here or you haven't listened to us before, you're very welcome. And this is the podcast where we take a movie that I, Miss Movie Grouch, hello have avoided watching for very stupid reasons. Uh, we have a chat about those reasons. We find out whether they're valid or not. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Before we start chatting about the film, we normally have a little chat, chit-chat about what we are watching because we tend to watch things separately due to shift patterns and things. And boy, have we got eight months, nine months worth of telly to catch up on super quickly. Uh, we did do some little mini episodes. We did Yeah, we did. Jurassic World Dominion and Stranger, Stranger Things. Things 4. Yeah. So, Blake, what are you watching at the moment? I'm probably on my 7th or 8th We Watch. We Watch? We Watch. Rewatch <laughs> of The Sopranos. Is that where you only watch it when you're having a wee? <laughs> yeah, it's difficult because, you know, you watch in very small chunks. Yeah. Very small. You know, <laughs> like 30 seconds to, you know, 45 <laughs> seconds at the most. It's awkward to set up the telly in the bathroom. Or it's diff- It's not the easiest We Watch ever. But it's, it's commi- that's commitment. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking can get on incredible tv it? show and i like it's just really interesting because i think every one of shows every time i watch it it gives me something new and like i'm on season four and this is the one that ed falco won uh emmy for for mm-hmm. her performance in the series and like this time leading up so yeah she won it for this series for this season four basically but actually looking at it from season one to season four now she is just she's a fucking powerhouse in this tv show she's phenomenal like she she she's like I, I know it's like about Tony Soprano more than anything but she's the glue of the show in so many ways I think this time round. oh that's cool um and that's why I love the Soprano so much because you just get more each time mm. but it's like when we rewatch The Office you get something different every time you watch it and that for me that's a mask of a great tv show yeah I love it when you can rewatch a tv show and you find new stuff yeah oh Oswald it's gone gonna miss your panting 
in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've obviously, whilst I was off recovering from my, I watched loads, pretty too much to mention, so I'm not going to go through that. Okay. Um, but what about you? What are you watching? Well, I think there's something that we should mention that we haven't talked about on social media. We haven't talked about anywhere at all, actually. And it was something that we watched together. Can you can you tell what this is going? Oswald's back. Oh, big sigh. Uh, what was it, babe? Obi Wan. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Are we? we are going to talk about Obi Wan. Okay. What did you think about Obi Wan? It was that good. I don't really know how to describe it. Whoa. Like it's like obviously in terms. What well, I mean when I say something like that, I mean in terms of adding more and more to the Star Wars canon. It was that good. It's not the best show ever it's not it's not up there with like some of my favorites but it is it was fucking great mm. like absolutely outstanding um like really well cut like yeah it was kind of yeah it was great yeah yeah but i can't really don't have a word to say about it i uh did a lot of crying over it <laughs> yeah you did i'm very emotional like my emotions if they build up inside my body they suddenly get when they get to my tear ducts if I've got too much emotion going on, they leak out of there. <laughs> and I have to explain to people that I'm not like sad or anything. I'm just, it's just a, re- it's just a weird release. So I was getting so happy and so reminiscent of that nostalgia when I first watched Star Wars, and I was so like, this is incredible. These stories are brilliant. These people are brilliant. I want to be Princess Leia. I want oh, an Ewok and all that sort of stuff it just brought so much joy and i thought uh moses abram was so terrifyingly bad she just blew that part out of the water yeah she was fucking great she was fantastic and, and the little the little layer as well yeah, she was the lady that played. outstanding like they cast her so well yeah they really did like in they terms really of did. look and sort of you can see how she became the adult layer because yeah. she was such a little cheeky but sort of strong-headed yeah. young lady. And it's it's something, right, <laughs> got bones big here, but um, it's something that reminds me of something that I said back in the Ian Boldsworth interview about Solo. There are moments in that, I can't remember the guy that plays Han Solo, but I thought he was a really good pick because there are moments in that film where you're like, oh yeah, I can imagine you growing up and being the Han Solo, yeah. the Harrison yeah, yeah, Ford yeah, yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Harrison Ford Solo, Harrison Ford Solo, that's why I'm just going to call him, is iconic. No yeah. one is taking that no, role away no, from no, him. No, but I think it's really great when they cast people and you, you kind of get that flash of, oh my God, yeah, you could totally be that person in like 10 years' yeah. time. It's just awesome. Really, yeah. really well done. Yeah, definitely. Really well I done. agree. Yeah, and was, I was, was sort of like quite tense and forgetting to breathe and just mm. like, oh, yeah, it was so good. It was so good. So good. It added to the mystique of the characters and mm. yeah, it's fucking, yeah, it was brilliant to be fair. Yes. Yeah. So what are you watching currently? <laughs> just staring at me blankly. What am I currently watching? So I'm currently watching something that has really pissed you off. Well, not really pissed you no, off. It's, it's not pissed like, me off. Mm, uh, no, I'm, I'm not pissed. you a little bit. No, not even that. Just more like, oh, I, yeah. So we have a bit of a problem in that. I don't really pay attention to like TV shows that are coming out, movies or anything like that, because obviously I'm a grouch. I've got I've got a rep to protect here. So what happens is is that Blake will Blake's got like an Empire subscription, which is my mum and dad's birthday present to him every year. And he will send me move like trailers and like little text messages when he reads stuff or he finds things and trailers get released and he's like oh we'll go and see this or I think you're like this so that's how I found out that's how I find out about stuff so anyway the other day I was just munching on a packet of crisps and on my packet of crisps it said oh get a Paramount Plus trial free for a month and I thought oh don't know what will be on there but I'll give it a go cost of living and all that I was looking on there I was thinking oh there isn't really a huge amount on here that I'd want to watch thought oh Twin Peaks is on there so I'm going to give that a go the original Twin Peaks because I've never seen it mm-hmm. and obviously with your shift pattern changing I want something that I can watch by myself I'm not reliant on waiting for you to come home yeah. and, and for us to watch an episode together so I started this program called Yellow Jackets knew nothing about it and you walked in the door. I was sort of, I think, 10 minutes into the second episode. Really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. Totally up my street. 
and you walk in not even two seconds and you're like oh are you watching yellow jackets and i was like how do you how do you know about this and how do i not how do i not know i shouldn't be i should be watching this how do i not know that i shouldn't be watching it so yeah so i'm watching yellow jackets and i fucking love it i'm jonesing for anything 90s and it reminds me very much of what the hell was the name of that horror film that we watched where the guys the british guys it's got the guy from downton inn and the british guys go hiking in like the swedish mountains oh because oh, the guy their friend it's on dies Netflix, isn't it yes and i want to say the invitation but it's not the invitation i can't remember what it's called it was okay superstition no. or something it's probably no it's cool it's like, got it's got a vibe of that to uh, it, yeah yeah which is, is except really it's not clever. See, well actually you don't want to spoil it do we i guess no but, but yeah i love it i absolutely love it it's that's great. good so obviously we're watching we're also watching uh oh watching house, house of dragon Dra- yeah which so far so good it's quite, quite enjoying it yeah what happened in the end of you last fell one? asleep towards the end oh, of the last so one tired. but it's Mate, fine you can catch up this, catch up this week before i before next week it's fine mm. Yeah. Got anything else to say? Anything else you've watched? Uh loads, but it's for, it will be here for hours if we list everything between us, I think. Notable mentions quick. Notable mentions. Um Love Death and Robots season. Oh yeah, we did watch three, that. Yeah, two, that was three. really good. Which was your favourite one? Probably the Oh. Oh, can I tell you my best one? I think it was the last one. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was the one I with really... the um, the siren. Yep, I yeah. really liked that. It was great. When I read about that, that was a metaphor for a toxic relationship. It doesn't surprise me. The one that I really liked, because it reminded me of the tall grass one yeah. from season one, yeah. was the sea creature one. Okay, cool. Where yeah. they've got yeah, yeah. where he kills yeah. all the yeah, people yeah. and that was very good. That was the, yeah, super that grim. That was very cool. That, <laughs> super yeah, grim, but yeah, great. very clever. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched a lot of films and a lot of TV. To be fair, I really enjoyed The Devil all the time. Oh yeah, I saw, I watched that as well. That was yeah, really good. That was really good. I watched Good Time, which is a Safety Brothers film starring Robert Pattinson as well. That was really good. That I saw was, a scene of that. It looked alright. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, and I watched the Tom Brady documentary, which was really cool. That was like the first two days of recovery that I smashed that out as well. So that was cool. Yeah, it was lots of good, very varied stuff for me. To yeah. be fair, very varied across the board for the. Yeah, time you seem to off. quite get into Sandman as well. Sandman was also great because I've read the original comic as well, and it was right. really like, it's really well done, really good adaptation. So yeah, big fan of that. Nice, but anyway, that's so like eight months ago yeah so, so like true. eight months ago you want to know what we're watching what we've watched recently what is this episode about this is about 2014's draft day yep that's it we're coming back we're coming back with a fucking sports film <laughs> the reason this was i was like we'll come back with one that i would that was I'd picked for a couple of reasons. I thought it was quite an easy film to bring us back. It yep. could go either way, yep. and it's quite a happy ending of movie, regardless of how you felt about the film. So okay. it's, I thought it was quite like a soft reintroduction to podcasting for us and for the audience. But then I thought about it when recently. I was like, this film wasn't big over here, and a film about the NFL isn't going to be big in the UK. So yeah, no. so quite interesting. How many people have seen this? So, have you got a synopsis, please? I have. Sonny Weaver, the Cleveland Browns general manager, is stuck in a dilemma at the NFL draft when he has to choose between a prolific quarterback and a player his father, a senior coach, advised him to pick. Sorry, I think there's a word missing, but I think (laughs) it's fine. But you'll get the gist, right? Yeah, sure. Great. Okay, cool. So, scores on the doors. George Dawes on the screen. I can't rip that off, can I? No. It's not. So IMDb, it was only 6.8 out of 10. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes, critics score 60% out of 10. Audience score 65% out of 10. Um, what? 60% out of 100. <laughs> 60% <laughs> out of 10. How does the maths work for that? Well, no, 60% out of 10 is still a thing that you could have, but it's not out of... They do a percentage out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes, critics score 60%. Out of a hundred, and then audience score sixty five percent. So, yeah, but 
it's still 60% out of 100% means of 100 so you can't say 60% of 100 because that's 60 of 100 of 100 you can just say 60% 60% yeah fucking hell you can tell we've been away and as always some funny reviews too about this movie very quick to the point these two Uh, worst sports movie ever and then about seven exclamation marks I think he really wanted us to know that he didn't like this film and that was from someone Scott D and this one made me laugh because I was like just a bit much but one of my top five movies of all time Vincent B wow yeah I know I thought that was a bit of a stretch myself but fair play if you like it that much I can't that is uh, that's some, cool. That's definitely some opposing sides of the scale. Yeah, there. definitely. Yeah. Which is what I wanted. So it's yeah. good. Right, should we crack on with the questions? Yeah, get on then. What sort of you from seeing this movie in the past? Uh, I wasn't very, really very aware of it. I could have guessed from the title that it was about NFL football. And I'm surprised I didn't know about it because NFL football does kind of have a special place in my heart for various reasons oh we've never discussed this no we haven't do you want to discuss it now uh, no let's save it for the end okay but don't forget it so um, i might write that down i might put just put so even yeah even though it has got a little special place in my heart i, d- I don't think i would have chosen to watch it brilliant you can hear blake writing that down so he has definitely written it down NFL heart. Yep. <laughs> Makes it sound like I've got a rugby, like a American football shaped heart. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's why. Okay. And what was? I mean, this is probably quite an obvious answer. I don't really know why I'm asking it. But what was your preconceived idea of this movie? So I thought it was either going to be like a draft a drama based on draft day for either like NFL, NBA, yeah. sports, sport, right. NBA. Don't call it sports. That is it transfers. No, they still they, have, they, have, they have they have a draft too. Yeah, the, the college system is right. the same for okay. all the sports. Yeah, um, either that or it was going to be a quaint merchant ivory meets <laughs> Wes Anderson caper when a draft <laughs> inhabitants of a drafty cottage in a picturesque country village have to get through a very windy day. Brilliant, cool. Okay, so would you like to discuss talk us through the opening quarter scene setup, what have you, please? So the movie starts in New York, uh, I guess I was at Rockefeller's music. Yes. Or no. Radio City. Radio City. Yeah. Rockefeller. Radio City. Musical. And we're told that the NFL draft begins in T minus twelve <laughs> hours and fifty five seconds. And then we go to Seattle where the Seahawks are having a meeting. I'm assuming it's the general owner uh, general manager and the owner. But yeah, they're having I a chat so. about something I don't really care about, to be honest. <laughs> Then we see we meet Sonny Weaver, um, who is played by Kevin Costner, and he's got like draft coverage going on all around him. He's got the TV on, he's got radio on, um, he's having a coffee, and we see him write something on a post-it note, and he folds it up, keeps it in his back pocket. So we then meet Ali, who comes down the stairs, played by Jennifer Garner, and it's really sketchy as to what their relationship is. So she could be his girlfriend, could be like a hookup, could be a friends with benefits thing. She's told him that she's pregnant with his baby and he's not really reacted at all to this news at all. Mm. Just in case you ever find yourself in this situation, that is a dick move. If someone tells you you're pregnant, you need to react somehow. I mean, I don't know. Nobody's ever told me they're pregnant by me. (laughs) So... I don't know how to react to that. I'm assuming that the, the best way is to be happy, but you also shouldn't yeah, lie. So it's so, yeah. very could be a very difficult situation. Just some life advice from a woman there who just wings it on the daily. But anyway, that's another that's another thing. Sonny's in the car now, and like the coverage is still going on. I mean, he's a glutton for punishment because they're saying some kind of mean ass things about him. So we discover that he's under pressure to make the right in inverted commas pick for the Cleveland Browns. Um, he has a meeting very casual in a funfair water park in Cleveland the team owner um, Anthony Molina has told him to make a splash and if Sonny doesn't make a splash he will which means he'll basically fire Sonny if he doesn't play this right so it turns out that Cleveland have the first pick or Cleveland get the first pick get the first pick have the first pick hello Oswald they trade for the first pick. They trade pick. for the first pick. Right. So, no, it's okay. So, Cleveland have the first pick after Sonny makes a deal with Seattle to get the first pick. 
everyone is expecting Cleveland to pick Bo Callahan, who's like the top college prospect. He's, he's like the top college sport quarterback. He's won at sports basically out of all the colleges, and now everybody's like, he is the man. Um, he looks a little bit like Orlando Bloom, but not, but like a bit sketchy, like a sketchy Orlando Bloom. So. Sonny gets the first pick in this draft, but he trades away the Browns' first round draft picks for the current season and the next two years. I don't understand how that works. No, not the not the current season. The well, three. That's fo- what Wikipedia said. No, it's and the I three was like, following seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, the current season pick just goes back to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you just traded yeah. away your trade. Yeah, that yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. Wikipedia, that is wrong. Or even IMDb. I can't remember where I got it from. I think yeah. it's IMDb. Uh, no it wasn't it was wikipedia okay i mean i didn't copy it as always this is in my own words but i got the general gist yeah yeah i know i I just didn't quite understand so yeah he gives away the browns first round draft picks for the next two three years three years thank you and everyone expects sonny to pick bo callahan who is just the guy so sonny takes a call from vonte mack i'm just gonna call vonte mack chadwick boseman because Fonte Mack's character is so lovely throughout the film and I just like everything I've read about Ch- Chadwick Boseman I'm just like oh he would have been that guy like that yeah yeah, been, yeah yeah that would have been him so I don't think Chadwick Boseman was really acting much in you think he just sort of played I himself I think he was just bit. like hey it's a Chadwick Boseman kind of day I'm just yeah. gonna rock up and be my awesome self yeah so Sonny takes a call from Fonte Mack who's played by Chadwick Boseman um, Vontae has his nephews in the car and he's keen to be picked for Cleveland um, his grandma he says that his grandma is ill and um, I think he's tipped to go to the New York Giants he wants to be a Brown his grandma won't basically make the, the journey to New York and kind of won't doesn't really want life there and we then also find out that there's Brian Drew who is hoping to be drafted again not drafted again picked again no just stay with the team he, right okay so Brian Jury wants to stay with the team and he does not like Bo and then we've also got Ryan Jennings whose dad played for Cleveland Browns so it's quite important that Ryan gets picked he wants he really wants to be a Brown like his dad but he's had like a bit of an indiscretion got in a fight I think so there's like a bit of questionable behaviour there but Ryan's very apologetic mm. and is kind of like I've learned my lesson I just really really want to be a Brown yeah so we've met all the all the people. players we've met all the players Cool. That's the end of the first. So, bit. what uh, this? Yeah, cool. Happy. Anything you want to pick apart? Talk about? Open up on there? No, I'm going to try and keep this section a bit quicker. Concise. Okay. Cool. Ones. Okay. Let's so go we'll through. Chat about um, the rest of it. Okay. Cool. A bit later on. All right. Let's go through story arc. Story. Let's go through story arc and plot development. Okay. So the middle of the film is a bit weird because nothing really happens. But things do happen. But it's weird the way that it happens. So you kind of know, because of like it's a draft day, you know that it's heading towards like the big picking hoo-ha cow bullpen thing where they'll just do all the picking mm. and the people all Get go picked. nuts yeah. for getting picked. Yeah. And you don't really find out huge amounts about things but the story progresses really nicely but it's like it's almost lots of different separate things that crop up so we find out that Ali who is Sonny Weaver's girlfriend actually works for the Cleveland Browns and she's a salary cap uh, analyst analyst for the team so she's like super smart Callahan's popularity is called into question everybody's assumed that Sonny's going to make the pick of Bo Callahan, but he's trying to really make sure that that is the right pick for the team and as things progress we find out that Callahan's college teammates didn't go to his 21st birthday party which I guess is quite a big deal if you're in a team environment we also find out that Sonny's family life is a bit fractious so his dad died two weeks ago so we know that he's in a bit of like some he's in like a grieving process we know that he fired his dad as well that gets brought up and that you know we all kind of think like well that's quite a harsh thing to do coach who is coach vince can't remember his last name but he's played by dennis leary and he's an absolute asshole coach um thank you and we also have like the recurring theme of the post-it so all this stuff happens and it it it's kind of weird because obviously like the first 
the first bit is is aimed at making you think that Sonny Weaver's like made a really bad choice. He's made like like he's given away his picks that really upset the team, and now we're finding out that oh his dad's died and he had a bad relationship with his dad because he fired him. All this sort of stuff is like bubbling up. He's trying to find something wrong with Bo Callahan, and and all he can really find is that his teammates didn't turn up to his birthday party. Fonte Mack is saying like go look look back at some footage and kind of see what you can mm. see because the footage is of them, I guess, having a tackle what uh, do they it's, have? so it's basically it's just no, a, a sack a sack okay so they're, they're having a bit of a doodah on the field um <laughs> and the footage that we see kind of focuses on what's happening between Bo callahan and vonte mack but then actually at the end of it we see vonte run over to the audience uh, the spectators yeah. and he gives the football to two little boys and he got penalised for that because you can't give a football that well, it's to his mum wasn't it in or the game I can't remember you talk over me thanks but you can't give a football that's in play to well, that they're playing with because mm. the what are the boys going to do for their football then how does the sports end we don't know he gives the football to his nephews and he's with his sister who's obviously poorly and he's taking care of his nephews because his sister has died and at this point i am a snotty mess on the sofa um <laughs> even though there's a football on screen so yeah the, the middle of the film was weird it kind of really pushed the story on but also when you actually look back at it written down i'm like don't really look like a lot <laughs> but a lot happens but a lot yeah. yeah a lot happens but it kind of just shapes everything a bit better i think it just gives some shape to the people that we've met and kind of you you get a feel for what everybody's wanting mm. Sonny to do. Yeah. And I honestly, I was just like, really, Mother, why are we turning up on draft day to fucking... She wanted to... What does Sonny's mum want to do? He wanted Pr- to scatter his scatter ashes out the, on his the field. The practice field, yeah. And I was just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like your your husband's been like head coach for God knows how long, and you literally turn up on this on your son's most important day at work and be like, can we just do this thing? This really it's not going to be very long. <laughs> it's no wonder he kicked off. That would be like that would be like you popping up at clearing and confirmation and just going, oh, um, let's have a play with the dog. Yeah. And I'd be like, it's no, insane. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the middle of the film. Awesome. So, end, closing, wrap up. So the draft starts and each team gets 10 minutes. They're on the clock. They are on the clock. So we know what's going to happen. Like, you know that Bo Callahan isn't going to get picked and Sonny's going to pull out something really crazy. And he doesn't pick Bo Callahan, but he doesn't pick in, in with all the, the rest of the, the, like the crew and the, the guys that support him. So he makes the call, he picks Vontae Mack. At this point, crying. I'm absolutely in pieces. And so is Chadwick Boseman because he can't believe his luck. So he goes in, Sonny tells the team and they're all a bit like, what the fuck have you done? Alfred, uh, not Alfred Molina. Anthony Molina is irate. And everybody's freaking out that Sonny's just made this really, really douchey shit trade. But then a weird thing happens and the next team doesn't pick Bo either. And people carry on, there's about five picks, I think. And nobody is picking Bo. And Bo is freaking out because he thought he'd be snapped up like that. So the Seahawks could still pick up Bo Callahan. So Sonny decides to call the rookie general manager of the Jacksonville Jags to trade their sixth pick in exchange for Brown's second round draft pick for that season. No. That's... For the next couple of years For again. The next couple of years. Right, okay, well, um, whoever wrote that on Wikipedia does not understand football. That's all I'm saying. So Sonny then, right, this is getting confusing, so I'm going to read this. Sonny then calls Seattle. So they make that pass, uh, they make that trade. Sonny then calls Seattle and says that he'll pass on Bo if Sonny gets his first round picks back and punt runner David Putney. The Seahawks agree after a bit of dick swinging and with their restored seventh pick, Weaver gets Ray Jennings running back and his dad is really happy. Yes. 
and then Seattle pick Bo Callahan. Yes. I mean, it, it's a genius move. I didn't see them getting the picks back because I was sort of like, who is he going to pick? The tail end then is that Ali is not his secret girlfriend anymore. But he kind of makes his relationship with his mum okay and everyone's a winner baby. That's no lie. Awesome. Thank you. Very good. Thank you for that. It was fun. Did you have a favourite character? Yeah, I did. It was Ali. Yeah, me too. I uh, I really liked the Ali character. I thought she was great and I felt... Right, was- oh, bang, bang, bang. Taking after your dad. Oh, smash. Good boy. Um, I really felt for Ali because if you... Right, you imagine it, okay? You wake up, you've told your the person that's got you pregnant that you're pregnant and they just sort of just emotionally shut down and don't say anything you then get to work and everybody's freaking out about what this emotionally stunted person that you're having a baby with potentially is is doing or not doing you're literally putting out literal fires at points throughout your day because people have set fire to playbooks or whatever you get talked to while you're trying to eat some food by a chauvinistic pig and she's just got to deal with tantrums from dick swinging neanderthals all (laughs) day and i'm like that poor woman i hope she gets paid a lot of money for doing that oh yeah they do and she had she had the best quote in the whole film because when she sat talking to vince coach vince penn penn like he's obviously been where where was he before Dallas. One, he was at Dallas, and obviously Dallas won the the all the sports, and they got their rings. And the quote that she says is, "How is it that the ultimate prize and the most macho sport ever invented is a piece of jewelry?" Yeah, so I just I just thought she was a great character, and she was a really good she was a really good leveler for the guys, yeah, and a really good foil for the yeah. guys because she knew like she was she was clever. She knew about football. It was her passion. She was in a really high-powered job and she knew her shit. And I, I like Jennifer Garner anyway. I, I like this film quite a lot. It's like, I find it really easy to watch. And like, yeah, this time when it when I was thinking about these questions, I was like, yeah, I think it's Ali as well because there's a couple of bits where she just shines. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the ring quote, but also when, when Coach Penn sits and has lunch with her and he's calling this really fucking difficult play. Yeah. And he says oh you know what i mean and she's like stop i can't remember the word she uses but she's like basically stop patronizing me you know exactly Mm. what i mean and i'm like fucking that's amazing and the the bit where she puts out the fire and she's like can i get you guys some coffee and they're both like yeah he's like i ain't getting you idiots anything and walks out i think this is brilliant and yeah and i think yeah like like you've like in an industry that is like definitely like male dominated females probably do exist in that world as if you watch any of the sports when like and it's yeah and she nails it and jennifer garnett is great she's a very good actress i think as well so yeah i agree with you i've just made i've just remembered something that i forgot to write down she's actually a really great contrast with the male characters Mm. as well because they're shouting and they're kind of calling each other like douchebag and asshat and all the all the kind of usual shit there's a guy when when the guy's shouting for the game tapes you know she she makes it very clear there's a new intern there she makes it very clear that she will not tolerate him yeah like one of the guys shouting yeah, at her. Yeah. she's like don't talk to him like yeah, that yeah. and i'm just like yeah actually she, it shows that she's you know she's pregnant as well she's going through a massive yeah. emotional and hormonal change yeah but she's actually like she's not portrayed as some sort of whiny crying hysterical no no, no. woman and I, I just it avoids the tropes definitely. yeah it, do, it does and I, I quite like that yeah cool nice um did you have a worst character um frank because he painted all over pam's mural <laughs> okay cool office reference one of the characters is uh in the office very good um oh vince the coach oh really yeah i just oh he was just such a twat wasn't he he was a bit of a twat like i've moved my pretty wife down here i'm like well good for you i kind of don't mind because i really like dennis leary (laughs) so i'm kind of like he's pretty cool uh for me it was his it was weaver's mum oh yeah it's like get out 
Yeah. Get out. Don't just be, don't let be him so do nasty. Let him do his job. Do you know what I mean? Did you have a favourite scene? I did. Go on then. Oh, my favourite scene was the Vontae pick. Yeah, cool. Like, yeah. I think... I think this is the thing, is that that film is not really... It's greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean, yeah. And but that's I what I mean when I, when not much happens in the middle. Yeah. It's like the ending is so fun to watch. Yeah. And so great when you find out that like Vontae's name was on that post-it yeah, and yeah. that's the play that he wanted yeah, yeah. and he stuck to his guns. And it's just... I think just in this day and age when like we really struggle as people to believe in ourselves to watch a story of somebody get up and be like i'm making this decision yeah and seeing it all come together and work really well and he just kept saying like if you just look you know just let me do my job if you don't like it at the end of the night then you can quit yeah then you can fire me yeah, just yeah. let me yeah, yeah. do it and it was just so great because yeah. you were like well is he is he gonna make the right call yeah so there wasn't really a favorite scene per se as you go along but yeah. that ending is just it's just really good. Really, cool. really good. Yeah. I like it. Uh, did you have a worst scene? Least favourite scene? I haven't written one down, but I think I think probably the ones with the family, with his okay. mum. I think just because it was really irritating. Cause it was like, this is such a big day. day. Why are yeah. you doing it? And you know how important this is. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah, you've been around football like, forever. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't This isn't be... just a yeah. fucking new career change for yeah. him you know your husband's worked in football you yeah. know what goes on today why are you turning up making impossible demands of people yeah that's yeah that's it that's really good uh cool i think i agree so director of the work mm-hmm. so the director was ivan reitman yes who you might know from yeah. a couple of classics and um, yeah. one maybe not such a classic but i have not seen for a long time but i loved <laughs> first time around which was weirdly my super ex-girlfriend <laughs> I remember loving that film. I thought it was That's well funny with Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, yeah. it's Jeffrey. I can't remember who else. I've I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it probably since it first came out. To be fair, okay. but um, and then Evolution was a little gem that he made in the early two thousands with David Duchovny. Really fun film, but he's responsible for some eighties bangers, including Junior, Kindergarten Cop, and Twins, and. Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Yeah, I was like, that's... you got to save the big boys for the end, let's Have be honest. You? Yeah, you got to save them for last. Yeah. Who doesn't love Ghostbusters, you got, though? you got to save the big you got to save the big guns for the end, you know. So, yeah, a bit of an awesome film director. And really surprising that he made this. Look at mm. sort of just based on his other work. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Scoring soundtrack. Pretty forgetful. Yeah, it was. That's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah. Have you got a fact? Yeah, I have. So Sonny was originally going to make the pick for the New York Giants, but they dropped out at the last minute. Well, that's who he was that's supposed who to be. He was, he was supposed to be working for. He was going to be where he was going to be the general manager of the Giants. Although this is based around the NFL, like the, all of the captain players are and the coaches and what they're all fake. Um, but weirdly, Cleveland and New York Giants have both sucked for a long time. <laughs> But maybe Giants didn't want it. They're pretty precious about their sports, even when they're not very good. So maybe that's what they pulled out. I have a weird quote about this film. Um, is it from anyone, like in particular, or is this just something from a guy fun? called Jack Hamilton? Um, and he was writing for Slate, and it was very critical. And it basically says the filmmaking here consists of making sure the camera is pointed at people who are explaining the film's plot to one another. Preferably while they are wearing logos and standing in front of more logos, he wrote. He suggested that the NFL's involvement had made the film too upbeat. It isn't so much a movie as a movie like infomercial for the kinder, gentler NFL. And apparently at the point that this came out, there was like labour strife, off-field scandals. And obviously we've got the ongoing um, chronic traumatic encephalopathy crisis. Um, he says that the NFL is doubling down on its fantasy of paternalism and draft day is that fantasy's porn film. Which I felt was quite harsh. It's just a I'm film, like, mate. Okay. It's just a movie. Like, um, it's just a movie. I do have some fun things from the parents' guide, though. Oh, yeah. Forget about this little bit. So, sex and nudity. A man and a woman kiss. 
<laughs> Is that honestly on there? A man tells another man to have intercourse with his mother. <laughs> Parents' guide comes up trumps every time. Wow. <laughs> this is what I fucking love. Oh my God. Violence and gore. A man gets frequent tender. <laughs> I can't even read it. This just sums this film up. A man gets frequent temper tantrums and breaks things. <laughs> they do. Wow, they all have like a big temper tantrum. Amazing. Yeah, parents guide. There Brilliant. We um, did you fall asleep? No. Uh, but we did watch it in the afternoon, so I did very well, actually. Yeah, you did I mean, well. all bets are off. Uh, were your prejudgments correct? Yes, about that NFL bit. No, about the Merchant Ivory Wes Anderson story. But I nice. really love to see that. I have to say, very cool. Um, would you watch it again? Yeah, I would. Would you watch it again if it was randomly on and you were just flicking through the channel? I'm, I'm all in. I cool. love this Good. film. Um, I really can. I just say, when do I do my final thoughts? After this bit. Oh, yeah, I'm all in. Cool. Do you want to start with your NFL having a special place in your heart before we do final thoughts? Or would you like to do that after? Uh, can it not be part of my final thoughts? Yeah, do that. As part Don't tell me what thoughts. to think. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> final thoughts. I really loved it. Cool. I really loved it. I was really surprised. I wasn't looking forward to it when you said it was a sport film. And I did put it on social media. I was like, oh, fucking hell, here we go. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It... Like if you don't take it too seriously, mm. it's perfectly That's watchable. And it's really, you know, even if you're not into football massively, you'll, it, it's quite an easy watch. It's quite laid out for you to follow, yeah. I think. And I, I guess that that's what that critic is saying, yeah. that like the, the plot is yeah. over-explained in places. Yeah. But I think it, I just think it's great fun. I just, yeah, I just thought it was really good. Cool. A really good cast as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, so um, I obviously really, I do like this film. I think it's super watchable. It's definitely flawed, like, mm-hmm. and it's definitely not entirely accurate from what yeah. I've seen of like what draft day is like for a lot of teams. It's never, it's yes. never that exciting. No, do you know what I mean? Um, but as a piece of entertainment and a well acted like a film with a good cast, I think it's great. I kind of fell down, and a it's bit. A ha- it's got a happy ending. Yeah, you know, which, which is, is nice. nice. I kind of fell down a bit of a um, like quote rabbit hole when I was looking for facts and bits and pieces, and um, apparently there was one draft day that was like that kind of followed this the format quite a bit, and it is it like one of the announcers said this is better than draft day on like during the draft pick. Oh, cool. Because it kind of just all like people weren't picking who they thought they were going to pick. It all just, yeah, kind of all went a bit crazy. Cool. So uh, why NFL has a special place in my heart. So back when I was a kid, it used to be on Channel 4 on a Saturday morning. And the theme tune used to be Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie (laughs) Tyler. Uh, which is an awesome song and that kind of introduced me to that song and I was just like yeah I still hear it now and I still think of like the opening credits and stuff Um, my dad really got into American football when I was a kid so I don't know off the back of what because we hadn't gone to America at that point I don't think right okay but we used to watch it and he would wear a lot of like the team logos and things and then I had when I was so that that's kind of like how I got into loosely very loosely because i like it's too complicated for me i can't i cannot follow a game at all mm. um i just really watch it for the colors and the <laughs> bright pictures. things yeah like oh it's pretty <laughs> and then when i was at secondary school i had a teacher called mr worrell he was my math teacher and he went and did like a exchange with an american math teacher and he came and worked like he came and worked in our school so my american math teacher was called mr snater and then my English math teacher who went and spent time in America was Mr. Worrell. And Mr. Worrell came back. And when he came back, he would like quiz us at the end of the class. So if we got like last period, he would make us put all our chairs up on the floor, uh, on the tables. And then he would quiz us on American football helmets. 
Nice. And because I had a poster in my bedroom of all the helmets, I used to kind of like very often if I like woke up or couldn't sleep or whatever, I'd kind of just look at all the helmets and all the rest of it. And I remember him saying like, oh, which... Um, yeah, so if, we, if he asked us a question and we got the question right, we could leave early, which was pretty cute, pretty cool. I mean, it was pointless if your mate got stuck behind because you'd just be waiting for them anyway. So right. it didn't really okay. make much of a difference. But I remember the one that I remember getting was um, which American team's helmet is orange with black tiger stripes. And I was like, Cincinnati Bengals. Nice. I know that one. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's why it's got a special place in my heart, which reminds no, me of like being cool. a kid. Nice. Um, I mean, you... Wait, you asked for that and you look like no. really bored. No, no, no. I just sometimes you don't. It, no, no, it's fine. It's still coming that came out in a jumble. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I finally um, score out of 10. I'm going to give it an 8. Nice. Just cool. purely for enjoyment. I know I've given other stuff an 8, but I really enjoyed it and I would watch it again. Nice. It was just so easy to watch. Yeah. And just really engaging and yeah, really good fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think, yeah, eight's fair. I'll give it an eight too, I think. Did yeah. you expect me to like this? I would, I, do you know what? I, like, so this is a little bit one for me because I wanted to watch it again. Or, and also, it is a good, it's a good podcast. I, I felt it was a good film for the podcast. It's obviously not a classic like some of the ones have done, but like I said, for, you know, when we started this, it wasn't just yeah. about classics. It's just about fun films as well. Um, so I was a little bit on the fence, but I kind of thought that you might, because the story's, it's just quite a sweet story as well. Like it's quite a sweet ending and it's not too difficult. It's not over convoluted. So I was, I was, I kind of thought you would, but I wasn't. You weren't sure. Weren't sure for sure. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah I'm pretty happy that you like it, which means next week's, you know, or next episode. Oh, I'm going to pick yes. one that might divide Indeed. Uh, what? So on that, yeah, we're done, aren't we? What are we watching next? Um, I'm gonna go for The Departed. Oh, that's got Robert De Niro in, isn't it? I'm not saying anything. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. I'm not saying anything. Okay. So there you go. You heard it here first, folks. Next movie is The Departed. Thank you very much for listening. So we're dropping. I've just made an executive decision. We're dropping the hilarious movie story. Yeah, cool. That's fine. We... Because, I mean, we've tried. No one no one can accuse us of trying, but yeah. it's just not happening. Yeah. Which means then you can tell your hilarious movie story. Oh, yeah, I can. Your can one, I? Your one, one hilarious story. There's probably more. Shall I, am I telling it now? You can if you want to. Okay. So this is, this is the end of the segment that never took off. And um, so this one time I went to the cinema with... My good friend Nicholas Platts and his colleague Ben. Yeah. So we went to see Silence with at the cinema, and we came out of the cinema, and there was just this woman on the floor, like being sick, and it was like orange sick, and her partner was sort of stood there with him, with her, and we were like, oh, "What's going on here? Are you all right?" And she, this guy basically was like, "Yeah, she's she's just uh, she's got norovirus." I'm like, "What?" Like what? Like why is she out? Like why? So we quickly bolted out of the cinema and just left this woman puking orange stuff up on the floor with her partner there watching, basically. Um, yeah, just the fact, like yeah, it's fine. It's just norovirus. Yeah. I mean, like fucking. You mean like the super contagious, the super yeah. bug that's like fucking? You just got to look at it and you get it. Oh, fucking it's insane. Like a, it's like a little mini movie story right then. Like, just imagine you and Nick looking at each other and just going, whoa, oh, yeah. and running out of the, the yeah, running so out silly. of the pictures. Oh, but that actually started. So what, and the, I always forget this part of the story, but, and like, before we got into the film, so Nick and I went and sat down and Ben was getting like some popcorn and some coke, was it, I think. And he, and we, like, so we're sat in and we hear the door go and we hear, oh, fuck. Ben dropped his coke before <laughs> we even got in. Like, and it was like a big, like one of the big, big things of cake. So yeah, a double funny story actually. I could eat that and got two, two out of that. Really, yeah, you could never have, mind. But no more because yeah. that segment is dead. Yeah, it's dead in the water. Unless we us. get like a hundred thousand listeners and we get loads of people, then we'll bring it back. But right, so thank you very much for listening. It is an utter joy to be back. Yeah, it's really um, good. I often moan that, that editing is quite difficult and quite laborious because I'm always the one that's doing the editing. Uh, but I've really missed this. It's nice to get behind an old uh, podcast 
podcast mark again yeah definitely if you've enjoyed the episode please 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 consider giving us a rating wherever you listen share us about and help us in our bid for world domination and if you leave us a review on apple itunes um one of our lovely pets either oswald dog or isley the spaceport cat will give you a shout out and you can come and be part of the crew on instagram we are at movie grouch and fanboy pod and that's all words and on Facebook, we are Movie Grouch and Fanboy, and the and is an ampersand. And if you don't know what one of those is, Google it. So that's it for this week. So what are we going to go and do now? Eat some food. Eat some food. Some Excellent. And get the cat in. I don't know if it's raining, you know, but I'm a bit if worried it is, about... the cat would have come in. Do you think? He was very grumpy earlier. He so. doesn't like getting his paws wet, does he? No. He's a little shitbag. Anyway... Thank you very much for listening. We hope you are well. We hope you're good. We are delighted to be back. And you can catch us soon in a theatre near you or in a podcast podcast provider near you discussing The Departed. Yeah. Cheers then. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, anyway, back yeah. as always, we've been off track. Um, but oh we, shit, we haven't even checked if this rec- is sounding okay. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I guess we can pick it up though, can't we? If it's, yeah, yeah, We can yeah, just we record can. on... Yeah, that's right. Like, can you move your foot a minute? Oh, sorry. Am I on a lead? Yeah. Yeah, well done. Oh. Oh, God. Just being a bit smashy. Giant smash man. Yes. Do excuse me. You're excused. Where are you going? Thank you. Okay. So we've come back and also this fucking annoying noise nonsense has come back. What the hell is this? Is that you or me? It's me. It's you. It's me this time. There we we're go. Good. We're, we're all right. Oh, are we? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're right. That's genius. That is genius. You coming through, buddy? Come on then. Good boy. Woo! He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Good boy. Settle down. There you go. It's okay. I know. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Oswald's making his podcast debut. <laughs> Hi, friends. It is Oswald. <laughs> All right, yep, mate. Yep, you're checking me doing it properly. Good boy. Yeah, okay. Good boy. Good lad. Go then. Settle down. <laughs>